right. Um, we're back. Episode five. Uh, it's kind of a big moment for us. We have uh, Alex Wetke here. It's, he's the first. Do I say that right? Yeah, Wetke. Yep. Okay. <laughs> he's our, our first guest that we've ever had at, here at Go Take Your Meds. And so we're going to get to know him a little bit and just his background and some of the things that he's figured out over his life. Um Alex is a really cool guy. He's a nurse. He's got a beautiful wife and two kids. The youngest is three months old. So I'm sure that's fun. If you've ever had two toddlers or two babies at the same time, you know what I'm talking about. It's reason why, you know, I woke up at 530 today to get this done. It's the only time <laughs> you have to yourself sometimes. Yep. So it's sick. What's up, dude? How much, dude? Doing good. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's. I'm glad you're on here, man. I'm. I'm glad that like you just wanted to be a part of this. It's uh, for me. This has been like one of those things that I just never really knew what it would become um, until I just started. You know, y you have like a desire to do something, and you just start thinking about it and thinking about it and thinking about it, and then there, it's almost like an opportunity or an idea arises, and you just kind of move forward one step at a time it's weird you know like how things <laughs> become what they are well dude let's uh a little bit about you like um where'd you grow up uh what was your you know childhood like what <laughs> let's get deep you know let's get right into it. um yeah. so i'm from rigby idaho um i've lived most of my life kind of up in this area i'm in utah now um i've got a wife and then we've got two kids, three month old, 19 month old. So two under two has been super exciting. Um, keeps me on my toes for sure, but it's been great. Um, besides that, I, uh, my childhood was a little bit interesting. You know, I think, um, we all kind of have our experiences that lead us one way or the other, but, um, growing up, my mom, my mom and dad got divorced when I was like one, so my, my biological dad wasn't really part of my life a whole lot. Um, but my mom got married quite a few different times. And so kind of had a lot of ins and outs with stepdads and just, um, you know, that in and of itself brought its own experiences. I think, uh, you know, talking about mental health and talking about just, you know, go take your meds and things like that. That's kind of been a, a part of my life from the beginning. You know, like I said, everybody has their different experiences, but I feel like for me at this stage of my life, I can look back on those experiences and think like how grateful I am that I was, you know, kind of forced to figure some of those things out a little bit earlier in life. Um, maybe less than ideal in other aspects. You know, when I was a teenager going through certain things, it was just kind of like, man, this sucks. Like, you know, I'd hang out with friends that had the ideal situation, which there's really no such thing, but it's like growing up without a dad or growing up with these stepdads, a lot of times I would look at my friends and be like, you have a mom and dad at home and like, you know, your dad picks you up after we hang out or like your dad is at your game or like, you know, just kind of, I don't want to say like the, the no daddy sob story, but it's like, you know, I don't want to, I don't, I don't, I guess I want to put a little bit of light on like, we all come from different situations and everybody I think the grass is always greener a little bit, you know? Totally. I, I think, uh, just, I just had a couple of thoughts like the, it's so easy to look at what everybody else has and, you know, bringing up a dad, my dad, he would always tell us that comparison is the th thief of joy. You know, like when we would see somebody with something or a career it, now, when we look at other people's careers and lives and what they have and all that kind of stuff, it, it's, it's so damaging to be like, yeah, if only, if only, and then you just, it's so like, it almost feels helpless when you start to do that, you know, like, if only I had what they had, then I'd be in a different situation. And like, the reality is you don't have that. It's also kind of, before, before we hopped on this, I'm just going to tell everybody before we hopped on this, we were like just talking about some of Alex and I's similarities. And we only met each other. I mean, a handful of times at the gym and in college, but, uh, dude, my parents, uh, divorced when I was like a year old too, which is like, 
funny. It's just like, it, it just keeps. Just add it to the list. Yeah. It's so funny, man. Um, yeah, that's, that's tough, man. Like, but the one thing that I think is super tough that not a lot of people understand is that everybody, like you said, everybody's going through their stuff. Absolutely. And I think as I've, as I've gotten older, I guess I, I want to say those things just to bring it to light a little bit of kind of where I've come from. But at the same time, I don't think, um, I don't know. And maybe this is just kind of what I grew up with and like my friend group, but a lot of times it's almost like what happened to you to justify like the way that you feel like, Oh, like, you know, you've had depression or like you've had anxiety, you've had these things like, Oh, you've gone to therapy, you're on these medications, but it's like, I don't know. I almost feel like it's like, but why, like what happened to you that like validates your reasoning behind that, which is complete garbage. I mean, that's just the stupidest thing ever. You don't need a reason for that, but it's like, right. I guess I just bring that to light because it's like, that's kind of where I've come from a little bit, but I feel like I can say those things now because I'm, I'm personally in a, in a completely different headspace, you know, talking about like the comparison side of things, talking about how that doesn't, I mean, that really doesn't go away. I mean, if you're comparing dads, which sounds so stupid, or you're comparing, you know, the house and the car, like it's right. the same negative cycle that just, if you let it happen, it's going to happen with everything. But yeah, I just bring that up just cause I think it's, it's important to, you know, look back for me personally, look back at my life and be like, I came from some tough situations. Like, you know, things weren't easy, but look where I've come now. I mean, I feel like I've, I've completely outgrown, you know, the, the expectations I guess I had on myself based on those situations, based on my circumstance. And it's like, I guess that's a little bit of self praise that I think I need as just as, as a man now of like, you did it. Like you're doing far better now. You've, you know, you've exceeded what I guess a lot of people, primarily myself, would expect. So I just want to bring that to light just because I think that's super important to kind of recognize where you came from, recognize the mental space you are at now in comparison to the growth that I can say I personally had. I, I, I couldn't agree more. Like, yeah, the we sometimes discount like just the journey that we've made personally and like what we've achieved and we make it smaller than what it actually is. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if that makes any sense, but like, um, I just know over the last, I don't know, a couple of years, I, uh, you know, I, I've, it's been good. Like we've, we've had like great opportunities that we've been trying to take advantage of and, and stuff like that. And, I can feel that, you know, I, sometimes I feel like my family or extended family are like, dude, look at you. Like you've, it's almost like we never thought that you would be able to get as far as you have. And, you know, that's great. And it's great to say that and stuff, but it's also, it kind of messed me up. <laughs> just because I was like, what, you didn't think it was going to ever like work out? Like <laughs> I, I just, I, it's like very limiting, you know? And, and like what, what I've been able to like think and like be able to think of for myself is pretty big. Like what, what I want to achieve for my family and for my kids and stuff like that. I mean, I feel like we just got started. And so for people to put like a exclamation point on like what I've done so far, <laughs> it's like, I'm, I'm still very young. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I feel like it's, I don't know. It's kind of, it's just like an interesting thing. I, I feel like, I mean, just life in general, but it's like, especially with things like that, because just the, the limitations, I feel like, and I was just talking to my wife about this, but like I come from a very blue collar family that yeah. she does as well. And it's like, just the idea of, I mean, honestly, just the idea of me going to college at all was kind of like, why? Like, what's the point? Right. And then it's like the fact that I'm going back to school again is like, I don't know. I mean, you weigh the, like the pros and cons of it. And it just makes sense in my position right now. But like my family's not like, they're supportive, like, great. Like, you know, whatever you want to do, like, we love you. Right. My mom's just like, that's great. Good for you. But like, I mean, I guess in some way she doesn't care. She's like, I'm gonna love you no matter what you do, which, 
you know, right. shout out to my mom. But it's also like, you kind of want a little bit of that, like, I'm proud of you. Like, you can do whatever you want. And like, you're awesome that way. Like, you have a goal, like, yeah. you'll get it. Not like, I don't know, kind of like what you're saying. Like, that extended family of like, yeah, dude, you look like you're doing good. Like, you're not on drugs. You're not divorced. Like, like <laughs> yeah. is that like all you the, the, of me? The like, level of, like, expectation is just like... Yeah, it's, right. and it's kind of like uh, like you said, it, it kind of feels a little bit limiting. It's kind of like, damn, like yeah. you thought I was just gonna like kind of be a washout. Like, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. It is what it is, yeah. but it's just like yeah. it's a little bit kind of like is that what my that's really how my family feels about me. Like, but at the same time, like I look back on my life, like in high school, and it's like, yeah, I probably would have thought the same thing. Like, I was just kind of yeah, coasting, I mean, I, like I, I, <laughs> like no goals. I don't know. I was just like, okay, like I guess if that's like. The Alex that you knew, it's kind of like, dang, that kid actually like even went to college. Like, all right. Yeah. But. Well, and, and it's funny that you say that because like my senior year, like I, I was one of those knuckleheads in high school that just like, I didn't ever meet with a counselor, like a college counselor to like tell you like what the next steps are. I, <laughs> I almost missed all of the college application deadlines. Like it just so happened that one of my aunts was in town in Las Vegas and she was like, have you applied to any colleges? And I was like, no. And she like opened up her computer and like started four different applications and had me like sit in my grandparents' house and be like, you have to do these right now. And like, she made me do these applications. Uh, shout out to my aunt you know and it's just funny because yeah that's what they saw and it's you know there's so many different things that when you look back now on just like like talking about how far you've come and I've come and just like in general like as we grow I, I look back now on like all of those like little I don't want to call them interventions but like those little things that happened that like pushed us or pushed you into like a positive direction. Like her being like that, you know, was like, Oh, I, I'm going to do this thing. I, I, like, I guess we're doing this. You know what I mean? Um, Absolutely. It's just cool. Yeah. But yeah, I think uh, I had a thought when you were talking a little bit earlier and I'm sure, you know, the rapper Russ. Yeah. So he did a podcast with uh, Jay Shetty, who's a pretty big, like, health, wellness, yeah. mindset type of guy. But uh, Russ just dropped an album a couple months ago. And so he was kind of just talking about a lot of the things that he kind of meant by his lyrics and just things like that. But um, in that, he talks about, he has a song that's I Love You Boy. And uh, that song's basically like him talking to himself as like a boy. And, uh, I mean, Russ, you know, if you know anything about Russ, like he pretty much completely self-made, I mean, huge rapper. He's, he has everything you could ever want, but like on this podcast and in this album, he talks about how basically like he went from, you know, 17, 18 years old, having nothing with like these huge dreams and then where he's at now. And like, even the last few years, like he's had everything, like he's had, you know, the money, the girls, the cars, the houses. And it's like, he was more unhappy when he had it all than he was when he was a 17 and 18 year old kid. And I think, I think there's two things that come from that. And one, I think it's just like, we're so much happier when we're like going for the goal, you know, talking about like family and talking about where we were at before. And it's just like, you know, you're having so much more of the happiness when you've got a goal in mind, when you're really reaching for whatever it might be. But then even more importantly, I mean, in relation to, this podcast that you're doing and just in general, it's like the mindset, the mental resilience, this where you're at, like in your headspace is really everything. I mean, the exterior things that we have, the, uh, I don't know, just the materialistic things, I guess it's like, really those don't bring happiness. And I mean, I'll be, I'll be the first to say money definitely helps for sure. But it's like, when it comes down to it at the end of the day, like, I think your mental health is, is really everything. I mean, think it kind of determines your happiness really totally i i uh it's like super interesting because like russ isn't the only one like if you listen to i think it'd be really interesting to do like a case study on just like professional athletes you know they get their first contract and now we have this whole thing where they can like earn nil money and stuff but it's like their whole life 
a lot of them, their only goal was to like make money. You know what I mean? And then, um, they get to that stage and it's like, they went from being, excuse me, they went from being incredible star athletes to they got the money and found out that's just not what it was, you know? And it's like this, and it requires this whole shift back to, well, when was I happiest? And, you know, it's like for most people, it's like when you have this goal or this challenge that you're just like constantly pursuing and like the person that you are through that process is just so much better, you know? And then the hard part is like, is like you said, like getting there and then moving it again so that like you keep, at least for me, like um, a couple years ago, it was like, uh, like last October, it was really, really hard for me. And, and it was like, I had achieved not a ton of success, but I had achieved some success like within the company that I work for and all that kind of stuff. And it was like, when I started at the company, it was like the one thing I wanted was to hit this level and do this thing. And, and I remember getting there and it was just like, it was just like any other day. You know what I mean? Like there was nothing that rolled out the next day that became like that made it any different like my quality of life I had already been living it you know what I mean like when you achieve that goal you've already become that person that you were almost hoping to be throughout that process and for whatever reason we feel like there's some change to anticipate or expect like once you hit that goal you know and and for me I, I have to have I don't know if you're the same way but like I have to have challenges on the calendar like like I'm doing this 75 hard thing right now which is like it's pretty cheesy but it like you know I've lost some weight I'm like in the gym more consistently than I have been in months and when I'm that person I feel awesome like I feel confident excited happy and and like it's, I'm just in the process. I haven't achieved anything yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like I was actually, I did 75 hard last year and I'm going to do it once I can walk again. My wife's on like day 15 right now, but uh, I think it's interesting with 75 hard just because it's such a simple thing. Like, I mean, really like, are you, are you doing anything that you weren't doing before? Like, you know, maybe a little more consistent, but it's like, you're doing the exact same thing. Read a little, read a book, hit the gym, drink some water. I mean, I'm not taking selfies every day, so that's probably the only thing that's different. But it's like, you know. Yeah, dude, I missed my picture. I missed my selfie. Dude, I was my 16 days last time, and she was so pissed, bro. <laughs> <laughs> my wife, my wife's tried it a couple of times too, and I missed the picture. It was literally, I woke up yesterday morning, and I was like, I'd done my reading. I had like by by the time it's like 10 o'clock, I've slammed like half a gallon of water already. Like I get on that like immediately and i was like no and i look at my camera roll and i was like sure enough it wasn't there and i was like i missed it and she was like oh my gosh are you okay and i was like i was like i'm pretty frustrated and then and then we ended up going to the gym together and like we're walking on the treadmills and i'm like at this point i my mind is like completely moved on like i am I'm on like work calls. I'm like doing stuff. I'm like, on my, <laughs> I'm just, I'm not even close to thinking about it anymore. She's like, are you okay? And I'm like about, yeah, I'm doing great. She's like, you're good with like the 75 hard thing. And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. It's a day one. Like it'll be okay. And she was like, she was like, that's crazy. And I was like, why? And she was just like, that's so different like the difference just between like, like her going through that, like she was like, I, I'll try again next year kind of thing, you know? And like me, I'm like, all right, let's just another day. Let's get it done. And I, and I already had like, when I, when I missed it, 
I had already reframed it in my head. I was like, okay, so I'm 16 days in, I'm going to basically do it 16 longer than 75 days. So I'll just be that much leaner at the end of this thing. Like, oh, I've just lost a little bit more weight kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's interesting, like from like a, I don't know, like physiology standpoint, because like I've done a little bit of studying on like dopamine and like the serotonin and, you know, these happy hormones that we talk about. And it's like, it's been proven that your dopamine is higher pre-reward than when you actually achieve it. So like, you know, you're talking about like this, you know, you, you started with this company and it was like one day, you know, I'm going to hit this tier. I'm going to be to this point. And it's like, then you get there and it's like, cool. But like, now what? Like, this doesn't really feel that crazy. Like you can look back and be like, look at everything I've done to get here. But now that I'm here, it's not like, you know, I, this isn't like the end of the, the end of the journey. And it's just, it's interesting to think about it like that because I think about my life the same way. And it's just like, you know, we all have these big goals and big dreams. And it's like, for one, for me, like going to anesthesia school, like that was like, when I started college, I was like, what am I going to do with my life? Like finally figured it out. And I was like, imagine if I like, you know, went so far to do this, like get like putting people to sleep in surgery. Like, and this was, I was, you know, two semesters in, like, I didn't even know how to do college. But it was like, that'd be super wild. And then it was like, I remember in March of this year, got a call at seven in the morning from this director in Pennsylvania. And he just told me, he's like, you're in, like, we're going to accept you. And it was just, it's just a crazy moment for me, just because, you know, of all the goals that I've had, that was one of them that was like, that would be awesome. But it's like, can I even do that? Like, you know, like this, with this background and like, you know, being from Rigby and just all these things, it was like, eh you know, all the negative thoughts come in and you're just like, probably not, dude. Like, that's not really you. And then it's just like, I'm in. And it's like the hard work hasn't even begun yet, but it's like just one of those same things. It's like, I don't know. It's kind of, it's, it's like, you feel great to get to that point. It feels good to finally be there, but it's also like, all right, now what, like, what are we going to do next? And so, I don't know. That's just, I feel like that's something that's always been interesting to me about like, all we ever focus on is the end goal and like, you know, what the, the reward is going to be, but it's like, the reality is the the satisfaction is the entire journey there. And the reward is just kind of that, I don't know, that gold star of like, great, keep going. Totally. And, and, and I think that gets lost on like a lot of people, you know, that's why like, <clears throat> that's why like, you know, having those goals or like having people, I don't want to say that have like a chip on their shoulder, but like, like, you know what I mean? Like people that are like, I want to achieve this because of the change that I'll I'll perceive that I'll have in my life, whether it's like physical, financial or whatever, like there's nothing wrong with that pursuit and that desire. But the, the issue, I think like we, like what we were talking about is like, once you get there, it can feel really hollow if you didn't take time to appreciate like the in-between you know what I mean? Like for me, I try to be as consistent as I can, but like I try to write at least three times a week, just like what my, like what filled, filled my cup that week or that day or the last few days. And it, uh, man, it helps so much. Like it allows you to just be like, man, like I love where, like almost like the, I love where we're going and I, and I love where we're at kind of thing, you know? And yeah, most of those experiences revolve around like my wife and kids, you know what I mean? Like we were just in the backyard the other day and, um, my, my son, he's three, he's like so cuddly, like, he will walk up and just like snuggle and just like, he just likes to be close. And I was just like, you know, with this desire to like grow up, have more, provide more and all this kind of stuff. It's easy to just miss these like insane, awesome, insanely awesome, like middle parts. And he was like laying on my chest and I was just looking at his face and I was like, ah, like he, he's beautiful. You know what I mean? Like his, like 
his eyes, like his face, like everything. And, and it hit me. I was like, I like, I didn't tell my wife this yet. She'll, she'll hear it on this, but like it hit me. I almost started crying. Like I was like, <laughs> he was like laughing. My daughter was like playing in, in the dirt or whatever. My wife was just sitting next to me. And I was like, Oh my gosh, just keep it together. Cause I, I realized that that moment was so like, this is what it, life was about. Like right there, just like that interaction and that I would never have it again. Like, like he'll never be three ever again. Like it, it's over once he turns four and like, he's constantly changing, developing and growing and you want that. And, and it, when you have those moments, I just feel like the appreciation helps. And like the, I don't know, you, you almost struggle with this like feeling of dread or hopelessness sometimes of like, can I ever achieve that? Can it ever be what it needs to be or whatever? And you're like dreading or hopeless so much that you just miss these like beautiful like in between parts you know what i mean yeah absolutely and i think um you know not not only just as like a father and a husband but i also just feel like as a man you know there's these certain responsibilities that i think we have i think sometimes you know my wife is super good about kind of reminding me of like my place and in, in the best way like because i think for me it's like if i'm not providing the financial stability that I feel like my family needs, I feel like I'm not doing like enough. And it's right. like, my wife's really good about reminding me of like, we have a house, we have food. Like, I don't want you to pick up an extra shift or two to just like have this extra money. Yeah. yeah so I just feel like, you know, for me, I think, again, I guess a little bit of background with that is I just think like growing up without like a consistent father and like, we also grew up super poor in my head, it's like, you know, I want to be a supportive father and husband, but it's also like, you can just kind of get caught up in like the hustle and bustle of like your career. And it's like, if I can pick up extra shifts, you know, provide more money, my family would be better off. But my wife's super good about reminding me of like, we have the essentials, we have everything we need. And like, of course, you know, money's nice, but like, she would rather have me home, hanging out with her or home, hanging out with my son, taking him to do stuff. And it's just, I think, you know, like you're saying with, with your boy the other day, it's like, that's what really matters. And I think it's such a beautiful thing as a father to be able to watch that because, you know, I watch my son and he's, he's 20 months old. Like he's crazy. Like he just nonstop energy, like just go, 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 go. And, you know, sometimes at the end of the day, when I've been dealing with that all day, I'm just like, bro, like just calm down. Like I'm freaking tired of chasing you. Like, but just like he's just living his best life dude like when i take a step back and look at him i'm like life's good for him like and i'm i should be so grateful that like me and my wife have provided that for him to just be crazy like he doesn't have to worry about crazy stressful things and it's like you know he's just a little kid so maybe he wouldn't know anyways but it's like i'm just grateful to have a wife that like kind of keeps me like focused on what matters because it's like at the end of the day husband father being present, being supportive, being emotionally available. That's so much more important than, you know, a nicer toy in the backyard or like, they don't care. My son loves playing with a plastic water ball of just as much no. as a freaking, you know, battery yeah. powered car. Like he doesn't care. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's just, just such a simple thing that I think we as, you know, people, but also as men in this world try to make more complex than it needs to be. And I mean, I think society plays a huge part of that as well but it's like when you can just stay focused on the things really right here in front of you and not get distracted by what's out there I just feel like I feel so much better mentally because it's like this is really what does matter at the end of the day but yeah without a doubt like I mean everybody is focused on more and better all the time like everything is to like leverage your time for a better future. And, you know, when, and then you just end up doing not the, like you miss all the in-between. And I think the in-between is like where all the magic happens for you. 
like growing up, what, what would you consider is like, was like the hardest like time of your life? Was it like elementary school, middle school, high school, college? Well, I'd say probably like, so when I was 15, so my mom got married to my current stepdad when I was like 12 years old and uh, we moved up north into to Northern Idaho and we lived there for like three years. And then we moved back down to Southern Idaho. And I mean, I think as a kid moving is always just kind of hard. I mean, you have yeah. your friends, which at that point in your life, your friends are everything. Like, so we moved down to Rigby um, and I was like 15 and like four or five months into like living in our house, our house burned down. And it was like, it was right in the middle of December. And I mean, you live in Idaho, like, you know what, <laughs> like, like they're freaking yeah. horrible. That is the worst birthday in December when I was like 15 and like, so moving there and then like our house burning down and like our, our house didn't burn completely to the ground, but like the smoke was so bad that we like, we lost everything. And like that sucked. I mean, to say the least, like that was tough. Like everything you ever had gone and like, anyway, so there was that. And then like, you know, 10 days before Christmas, we move in with my grandparents and like, I mean, it was me and like, I think I had four sisters at that time, maybe only three. I don't remember how old my, my little sister was born yet, but we moved in with my grandparents and like, we lived there for like probably six months while like my mom and my stepdad tried to find this house. And in the meantime, like I wasn't really the best kid. I was making a lot of stupid decisions and I like got in trouble with the cops, like right after Christmas. And then like, I was on probation and like, Anyways, a lot of stuff was going on and like I was being an idiot. So I like got grounded until like I was off probation, which was like three months, which isn't crazy. But like it was just a really rough time, like in life. And uh, my relationship with my stepdad was really just horrible. Like things weren't good at home. Things weren't good with myself. And uh, that was probably like the lowest of the low for me. Um and I think at that point in time, I didn't really understand like the depth of what I was going through. It kind of took me healing enough to like be to a point that I was relatively healthy, like mentally to look back and be like, damn, like you were not in a good spot. And like, I don't know, I don't feel like I need to go into the details of like that part of my life, but that was definitely like the lowest of the low for me and just, you know, pretty unsure of everything. Like, you know, my mom was really the only person I ever had in my life to, you know, be there for me. Like my, her parents, my grandparents have always been amazing. They've always been super supportive and helpful um, with anything I've needed in life. Like they've always just been there for me. But my mom was always like really the only parent I ever had. You know, my mom had already been married three times before this current stepdad. So like, you know, I'd had, I'd be in and out with like these new dads and, you know, they'd buy me like a new skateboard and be like, love you, son what was your name again? Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's not like, like yeah. you're here and then you're gone. Like, and then, but it's like, even if you're here, I see you, I see the way you treat my mom. And it's like, I don't want you in my house. Like, yeah. anyway, so like my mom was really the only person I ever had. And like, during this time of my life, like my mom and stepdad's relationship was very unhealthy. And so she was even like pretty distant towards me. And it's like, you know, being 15, 16 year old kid, like, that was tough. Like just, sure. I had nobody like, yeah. I mean, that's kind of the biggest, you know, one of the biggest points of like identity that you have in your life. Like you're, you know, you're becoming a man, you're trying to figure out what do I want to do with my life? Like, who am I? And it's right. like the one person I've always had my mom, like was kind of like not really there for me anymore. And like, I don't know, that was tough for me for sure. Yeah. I, I, I feel like one of those things that, a lot of people just go through is that just feeling of alone, like, <clears throat> like either you physically are alone or you feel alone, you know, whether you are or aren't. And I remember going through like that feeling at least what, what did you do? Like, what were some of the things that you found that like really helped and like helped you get through those times? You know what I mean? Like, what were what were the inputs that you maybe like consciously started doing to like help you or even unconsciously like had a benefit? You know what I mean? 
I feel like for me, it was, it's been a pretty long road. Um, Cause I mean, I'll, I'll be the first to admit, like the things I used to cope when I was a teenager were not good. Like right. you know, I would, I turned to drugs and alcohol. Like that was the biggest thing I went to, but I almost feel like, you know, consciously, you know, like this isn't good for my life. This isn't what I should be doing. But like, it was almost more subconscious than anything because I feel like I was so unaware of my emotions that it wasn't like I'm hurting inside. Like I need something to like help me feel better. It was almost just like, right. I'm so numb to like life, like getting drunk gives me a feeling right. like smoking weed. Like I actually feel something when I'm doing drugs and drinking. It wasn't like you where you typically are trying to like get rid of the feelings. Like I feel like I was at such a low point that I almost was just. I didn't feel right. any. So like I was reaching out to these, you know, medications to like kind of get my kind of my, I mean, at that point it was like, you know, let's get effed up. Like, you know, I'm just a stupid yeah. kid. Like, but it was like looking back on it now, it's like, I was just so lost that it was like, I was turning to those things to just feel anything at all. Right. And, you know, like fast forward, um, you know, 17, 18, I actually went out and sold pest control like the day after I graduated. And that was a huge like moment for me to just be like, this is crazy. Like I never, I mean, I really never left like, you know, Idaho, Utah area, went out to Kentucky, everything's different, but that kind of gave me the opportunity to be like, okay, like I'm on my own, you know, this sucks. I'm knocking doors six days a week. Like what do I want to do with my life? And so for me, that's where I decided to go on a mission for like the church and like really clean my life up and things were different. But moving past that coming home from my mission is when I really like, I think was far enough away from like my trauma to like actually be able to look at it and be like, right. What was going on? Like, who was I like, what were these feelings that I were having that I was having? And so when I came home from my mission and started college and I was, I was 21 years old, it was like, there's some stuff like going on in my head. Like there's a lot of thoughts. There's a lot of like feelings and emotions that I've buried and that are present and just, everything and so for me that's when i started like you know just doing your doing your traditional medication and counseling and doing everything that you know everything that everybody told me to do like oh you're struggling go see a counselor like counselor says oh you have these thoughts and feelings like here's some well well butrin you know here's your this and that med and like i kind of went down that path for a while um but i don't know for me it was always just kind of like a thing where i was like i just I don't want to like, you know, forget to take my med and be like that crazy. Yeah, guy. I just, I'm yeah. I just don't want to have that like grasp of like, I have to take yeah. my meds or like, I'm not going to be me. Cause it's like, I mean, I will be the first to say like, if medication is needed, absolutely. Like if, if you have an imbalance where the medication is what you need to survive, you need to take that day in and day out mm -hmm. until you don't need it anymore. But for me, I don't feel like, I just don't feel like it was a fit. You know, I had my well, own doubts, but yeah, I don't mean to cut you off. No, <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I was just thinking, you know, like, it's just interesting that process of like feeling like you need help and then going to like a counselor and then like, they're like, oh, you should go see a psychiatrist or a psychologist. And they're like, yeah, um, yeah, these, these are pretty, you know, what you're feeling is normal, blah, blah, blah you know what, here's some antidepressants, you know, whether it's like, for me, it was like Zoloft and it may have been similar for you, but I remember being prescribed that and they're like, start taking these and let's, let's talk in a couple of weeks. Let's see how you feel. You know what I mean? And it's like, well, what if, what if instead they were like, well, what are you doing? What's your day to day? You know, like, if I were to ask you to tell me what you did over the last 48 hours and you wrote it down on a piece of paper, what would that look like? And I feel like, you know, there's a lot more stuff that shows up just in like what you're physically doing that affects you mentally that like, if you just tweaked a couple of things just about your routine or your day to day or whatever, like that could even have a positive impact. You know what I mean? And that's like the, the whole, like what you're talking about is like the whole idea of go take your meds. It's like figuring out what your own prescription for yourself is of just inputs that you need that just help, you know? And, and it's interesting that 
like, I, I don't think you're alone. I, or I don't think we're alone, you know, and like going through that process. So like you get, you get, you do that, you get your medication, you feel like, yeah, it's like, it helps. I'm sure it helped. Did it help? I mean, I feel like it did to a certain point, but it's like, right. I don't know. I mean, I feel like when you're at that state where like, you know, you're going to counseling and you're like, you're willing to take these meds. You're kind of just at like, yeah. I'll do anything at this point. Like, I don't anything. want to feel the way yeah. that I'm feeling. So like, if you tell me these medications are going to help, I'm going to take them. Like, so. Well, I, and and how easy is that? Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, it, well, they're like, here's a pill. It'll fix everything. You know what I mean? And like, and I think that's part of the, the attractiveness of just like medications in general is it's like, here's a pill. Good luck. And, and I think they're a great tool and a great catalyst. It could be even like a placebo of like, man, you're like, I'm taking this thing so I should feel different. And then you end up acting different. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. But I just like, I, I was prescribed, like I was prescribed two medications that I started taking. And then I like broke out in hives like two weeks later. And so they were basically just like, well, like we don't know which one it is. So like, we'll just pull them both off. Like, do you want to try something else? And I was just kind of like, not really like, but I, I feel like once I got like a few days or a few weeks into it, like instead of like having highs and lows with my emotions, I just was like, kind of just like a constant, like almost like zombie. Like I didn't feel happy. I didn't feel sad, which obviously I didn't want to feel sad and depressed, but it was also like, I just kind of feel like blah, like nothing yeah. like, and that's like one thing that I didn't really like because it was like, I don't know. It was at that point that I was like, honestly, like, I need to figure this out for myself. Like nobody knows my emotions. Like I do, like nobody knows the things I'm going through. Like I do. So I need to be the one to like figure it out. And I know it's going to be hard, but that's when I kind of started experimenting more with like what you're saying, like, you know, your, your own meds, like your own day-to-day -day life, like what you're doing every single day, that's going to impact you positively or negatively. And I think, you know, I think I'm still doing that. You know, that was almost eight years totally. ago, but it's like, I'm still learning new things every day, trying to incorporate this or that. And, you know, I think I really don't think those things change, but I definitely feel like I've found kind of my niche of like, okay, these are the things that like really bring me to the most mental clarity. These are the things that help me, you know, stay focused on the goals, the tasks and not get kind of sucked down into the, the negative mindset. What do you, what are those like for you? Like what are, what are almost like your non-negotiables now? You know what I mean? Like, what are those things that you're like, man, if I can't do, I mean, like from, what's the point I'm trying to make? Like, if you listen to like self-help gurus or like life help gurus, they're like, it's a freaking laundry list of just like a bajillion. It can feel super overwhelming. And so for me, I have this concept of like all or something like it'd be great if I could do it all, but I, at least I just do something today that makes me like feel like, you know what I mean? Like that makes me, puts me on at least one step on the right track. It doesn't have to be a perfect day, but if I can do one thing that gets me in the right direction, then might as well do just one thing. You know what I mean? What are, what are those for you? Um, you know, I would say on the perfect day, it would definitely be like, definitely hitting the gym um or like some type of exercise like i love to play soccer i just love to get out and sweat but it's like i also love hitting the gym and so i think those some type of exercise is definitely something that's super important to me um you know now that i've had kids and life's a little bit more crazy at home you know i'm not able to take that time for myself and go to the gym every day or like do something like i'd like to um so i feel like what's kind of changed for me is like reading books. That's something that really hasn't been a part of my life at all until recently. But I think reading books kind of does that same, like pulls me away from whatever I'm stressed out about, whatever's going on and kind of puts me into just the book, I mean, a different mindset of just this thing. And I mean, the books that I choose to read are, you're usually kind of like the self-help type of book, something that's going to really engage my brain. I'm not really super into like the fiction type of stuff. I mean, I like it, but I just think if I'm going to take the time to read it, let's, find something that's going to help me grow. Um, totally. But also I think more recently, especially like the combination of ice baths and meditation has like completely changed my life. Totally. Um, 
And I think it's, it's something that's so simple. I mean, a five minute ice bath and like, you know, a couple, maybe 10, 15 minute sessions of meditation has been better than probably anything I've ever done before, which I never really yeah. thought that that would have the effect that it has, but just taking a little bit of time to really focus on what's going on inside instead of just try to fight with it all day, I feel like has made the biggest difference ever. And I think it, yeah. it's something that was pretty hard at first, just because I don't, I don't feel like I really knew how to meditate, but I also realized I was just trying, like, I was just thinking about it way too much. Like, it's really not that difficult, but right. again, I would just get in my head and be like, yeah, you're probably not doing it right. Like you're still yeah. having crazy intrusive thoughts. Like, dude, you're just, you're not a Zen Buddhist, bro. Like go home. Like, I don't know. Yeah. So, well, it, it's time. funny that how long have you been meditating? Consistently, honestly, probably only like three or four months. Like I definitely tried to do it before. Right. But like, as far as like setting time aside and like really like getting into it, like not very long. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to pick your brain about this meditation thing because I am like you, I, or like, like you were, I, I I've been doing it consistently like the last six days. And I set a timer on my watch because it's the only freaking way that I can do it. And it's almost like, it's almost like I'm trying to do like a certain timed run. That's how it feels like in my head. You know what I mean? Like when you go on a run and you're like running and you're running and running and you're like, okay, I committed to doing three miles today. And you look at your watch and you're like, okay, you're at two miles, 2.75 miles. You got a quarter mile left. And I'm like, oh man, I got to dig, dig deep. And <laughs> yeah. And so like, and so like for you, like, so now I'm just trying to like, just sit there and just like acknowledge and acknowledge thoughts as they come. Um, I don't know if this is right, but I've just been doing it. Like I've been doing like gratitude thoughts. Like I've been making thoughts about gratitude and like, what am I thankful for and stuff? And then I, I try to just let things go. But like, what's your method? What was like the turning point for you where you were like, I get it. Meditation helps. Um, how long did it take? Cause I'm, you know, I'm like six days into this thing and I'm like, I could or could not meditate today. And I'd probably, I don't know if, I don't know. Honestly, I feel like it's, I mean, I think meditation is something that it's not really like, you're never like there. Like I even feel like right now it's like, I feel like I see more benefit from it and I'm better at it than I was, you know, months ago, but I feel like I'm still like, not where I want to be. But the biggest thing that changed for me is I read this book um, by this author, his name's Michael Singer. And he's like, super into mindfulness and like meditation and like, kind of talks about his whole journey. But um, he basically just talks about with meditation, like, you have, you have your thoughts, you have your emotions, and you have the outside world. And those are the three things that basically go on go on in your head. But like, you are not either like you're not any one of those three things like you yourself like more or less your soul is not your thoughts your soul is not your emotions and your soul is not like the world like you're basically in the back seat like kind of watching all of these things happen and that's kind of a deep concept but it's like that's also reality like you know i'm not i'm still the same person that i was when i was five years old but like i'm not the same person at all because i'm a grown man now like i have a family like but my soul is still the same. So anyways, he kind of talks about like with meditation, like you're basically just trying to like take a seat back in that, like he calls it like his seat of consciousness or like yourself and kind of come back far enough that you're aware of these thoughts that you're having. You know, if you're talking about gratitude, you're aware of the gratitude thoughts coming in. You're, you're aware of the emotions that are attached to those thoughts. You know, as you look around the room, as you look around outside, you know, obviously you're aware of what's outside, but with meditation, like, I feel like I have a very perfectionist mindset where it's like, if I'm not getting 15 minutes of like perfect meditation, I'm like, what's the point? Like, I don't know. Totally. Like if I'm not seeing progress, it's kind of like, this is kind of dumb. Like, I don't want to do right. this. If I'm not good at it. I don't want to do this, which maybe that's just pride. But, um, well, I, I think, I mean, I think that's, it's funny how we put that like mindset of like, if we're not good at something, immediately because i'm the same way like man if i can't figure something out in like the first <laughs> few times i'm like 
I'm not doing this anymore, you know? But, but then when you like talk about the things that you are good at, and then you ask yourself, like, have you always been good at it? You're like, no, like the answer is just like, absolutely not. Like you mentioned soccer and the gym, you know, you weren't as strong as you are now or as good as, well, maybe you were better at soccer at some point if you were like pretty competitive and yeah, but, um, but like it took time and experience and like repetition. And so that that's kind of a good reminder that, you know, that applies to everything, even this meditation stuff, which is why I'm like, I, I finally was just like committed to just the idea of just doing it. Like it could be wrong. It could be right. But I mean, what am I going to lose if I do it every single day for the next month? You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like kind of to wrap up that whole meditation thing is like when you're actually doing it, like I would think like if there was thoughts coming in, like I wasn't doing it right. Like if I had thoughts about this right. or like what I got to do after or like the meeting tomorrow, it's like, I'm not even meditating. Like I'm getting distracted, but it's like Michael Singer talks about like, it's not the, like not the idea that the thoughts are coming in is, is you failing. Like that's what you're supposed to be doing. But what you should be doing every time those thoughts come in is to like refocus on the meditation. And so one of the techniques that he talks about that we've been doing that I think has made the biggest difference is just like counting your breath, like just in, out, one, in, out, two, and just really trying to like make that your entire like meditation just because it gives you something to focus on. And I mean, that's really the, the part of it that you want to focus on is the breathing, but you know, the thoughts come in, the emotions come in, and it's just a matter of like recognizing that they're there and then just coming back to the, the breath work which I think that's made a huge difference for me just because it kind of gives me something to do while I'm meditating, just because I feel like I can't just sit there and stare at the right. wall and be like, wow, this is so great. Like I got to like do, do you, something. Do you meditate with your eyes open or closed? Um, it kind of depends on where we're at. Like, I mean, if I'm at home and like we have time and like the kids are sleeping or whatever, like I'll probably like go in like a dark room and just try to do it like that. Sometimes I don't know, but I mean also other times like when we're not like, I'll just kind of stare at like Andrew Huberman. I know you've talked about him before. He talks about yeah. like meditating in certain places where like, it's not ideal, like the airport, like the light, like places where there's a lot of people and basically how you just like focus on one point and like, don't take your eyes off of that one point for one that helps with focus. But for two, like that's one practice of like being able to meditate and just kind of do the same thing in your head. So I've done that before too, but I mean, ideally it's like, you know, I'd love to be up on a hilltop looking over the forest and it's like, you know, perfect. But yeah. like, that doesn't always yeah. happen. So I don't know, kind of just make the most of it, but yeah. Well, and the people that I've talked to about like meditation, they've talked about like, they call it dropping in, like you drop into like this, just like you just feel a lot of like, I've felt this before, but it's like, not when I've been meditating, it's been, like I've felt like the meditation effects on like long car drives, you know, like I'm hours on the road, no music or music. It really doesn't matter. And my mind is just, I'm focusing on driving and my mind is just going. And, and like, that's where I've had some of like my most like, <clears throat> like, direction thoughts like thoughts of like where i should be like what my goal should be like where i'm going and all that kind of stuff it's almost like this inspiration that just comes in i haven't felt that yet just sitting down and like I've, i haven't dropped like dropped in yet um i've had a couple of cool like just oh that was a cool thought kind of thing but um yeah i can if you can manufacture that on a regular basis, I can see how beneficial that <laughs> can be, you know? I mean, that's another thing that he talks about though, is it's like, if you go into meditation thinking you're going to have like this dropping in like spiritual experience, like right. that's not accurate. Like you're not going to have, yeah. that. it might happen at times, but it's like, you know, just like anything like it, you know, repetition practice, it takes a long time right. to get to that point. But like, he's like, that's, that's kind of the whole point of meditation is you're preparing your mind to be able to do that at some point. So, and I mean, I can't say that I've gotten there either. Like I can't just close my eyes and go into 
you know, this different dimension. But I also feel like just being able to take that time to take a step back from life and everything going on, the thoughts of just living, I think that's beneficial in and of itself. But yeah, I long for that uh, that dropping in sensation and feeling every time I close. My I like eyes. that you you're, you're longing. You're longing. I love that. The well, and yeah, it, you you said it. Repetition and practice. I think I think that's the thing that gets lost by everybody. You know, like everything requires repetition. Everything requires cons- like it's consistency. Like it's just like doing something every single day. Just adds and adds and adds and adds and adds and adds and over time and it's not like a linear addition it's like an exponential exponential addition that happens you know um gosh dang it i i thought of uh i just thought of something and then it, it left me but um yeah dude i'm gonna have to keep doing it because i've been told to start meditating probably the last i don't know eight months like everybody's like, you should be doing your meditation. Like I'm part of a uh, text thread of like, everybody has like the same morning routine. And I'm like, there's part a part of me that's just like very, I don't want to call it contrarian, but like, if it's not my idea, then it's like, it's not like, you know what I mean? I don't know if that makes sense, but if somebody tells me to do something, there's something inside me that's like, maybe not. You know, and it it's like, it happens all the time. It happens when people recommend a book to me and like, I could be reading that book right now. And they're like, dude, you should read this book. And I'm like, I don't know if I can read this book anymore <laughs> until it like comes up uh, naturally. And it's taken, it's taken like eight months for me to have like that, that internal desire to be like, I should start meditating. And I'm like in this thing now where I'm like every morning I wake up, I make my, I I drink mate every morning. And, uh, and so I brew like my hot water and all that kind of stuff. And then I sit down and I set my timer and I'm just like, all right, 10 minutes, let's go. And, And half the time, my only goal is to just not fall back asleep and so like I have all the lights on, I'm sitting and I'm just like, here we go. And, and yeah, it's just, oh, this was the thought. My thought that's like kept me going because I'm still really new to it is like, there's so many external inputs that we just get all the time. Like the moment you wake up, you have like your phone, you have emails, you have social media, you have just like everything going on around you. And my thought was, if the only thing that I'm getting out of these 10 minutes is that I'm just not getting any inputs in, just like external inputs, I'm sure that's a benefit. You know, if I'm not like getting any dopamine just like dumped on me from like all this other stuff for a 10 minute sesh, then like, I mean, there's a ton of research that shows that that's good. And so like, that's, that's like been my, like, just do it kind of thing. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I agree. And I think, you know, I would, I would say I'm far from even like, understanding really like the depths of meditation but I, i'm kind of the same way it's just like i know it's going to help me and although it's hard for me to stay for like the 10 15 minutes that i do it like i just got to keep doing it because it's like if anything it's limiting the distractions of the world that i'm going to have to deal with for the rest of the day so let's just take the 10 or 15 minutes and really hone in on the meditation so i don't know keep it up we're in this together we are in this together. And that's the whole point of this thing. It, like, go take your meds. The idea is we're trying to create a community of people that can all be in it together. You know, like for me, like my biggest takeaways just from our conversation has been like, honestly, the meditation thing is huge. I'm glad you talked about it because it's been something that I've been trying to implement and understand. Um, And I just feel like the more you're part of a community of people that are trying to use 
like different resources and experiences from everybody else around them to make themselves better and like feel better. Like you have more accountability to those people. Like we may not text each other every day and be like, Hey, did you meditate? But like knowing that it's helped you helps me know that it could even help me. You know what I mean? And, and that's the whole idea is like trying to create a community of people that are focused on inputs that create a better life um, just from their actions, you know, whether that's meditating, reading, exercise, art, even like there's, there's just so many different things. So I, I appreciate you, man. I, I love that you got on here and we ended up talking about this and, uh, and I hope, you know, I hope this helps somebody. Um, thanks everybody for listening. If, uh, you want to support what we're doing here, please follow and share on Spotify. Um, follow us on Instagram at go take your meds. And, uh, remember life is better with you here. <laughs>